You're listening to Skip Intro. I'm Ayman Rashad and in the studio with me is Ian McNally, Bahia Yusuf and Julian Yap. And today we're talking about Joker. Is it just me or is it getting crazier out there? You think men like Thomas Wayne ever think what it's like to be someone like me? Just go before you make a fool of yourself. I didn't know if I even really existed. This is a movie that I've been looking forward to for a long time and I hope um, after this review I can continue to be optimistic <laughs> about it. So tell us about it. Well, it's a, conf- it's a confusing one because it's like Joker from the trailers and everything was like, wow, this is a very different take on what we expect of our comic book superheroes. And then all the review, early reviews started coming out from the Venice, Film, Venice Festival. Film Festival and they were all hailing it as a work of art. So it's pretty hard to climb down from expectations that when you get Is it though? I think those Venice guys are drinking something special. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but from the opening of this movie, uh, Joaquin Phoenix is like, it's front and center, a character piece on him. It's like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a Joaquin Phoenix acting capital A movie. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like a comic book film at all. It feels like, I think Bahir's going to, you know, talk about this for quite some time, but it feels like Taxi Driver for the modern age. Yeah. Just um, with, a, with a sprinkling of comic book stuff in there for flavor. And Taxi Driver, even Martin Scorsese is a big influence on the movies is what I, I, mm-hmm. I hear. Oh yeah, I think it's. I think Taxi Driver's all over this movie. Uh, it's set in about the same time. Um, it's got that. It's it, it's it got. It looks like it. It looks like it. I think they do that all sort of. Was this no? This was set in Gotham, which is kind of New York, I guess. Yeah, it's, yeah. Gotham's based on New York. Anyway. Yeah, so it's got that gritty sort of dirty, you know, dirty streets thing. They set it up with a. With a real event, I think, that happened in New York. But the, the trash man strike. Yeah, the trash man strike. Sorry. So there's like rubbish everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so it sets it, up the grime of that city. Yeah. Very it's well. like the point, it's set around, it's like around the time when like Times Square was a no go zone when mm. New York before, what was it called? Zero tolerance, right? That's what they, that was Something New York like that invented yeah. that, yeah. where crime was rife in New York and it was awful. And this is just a man trying to survive. As a clown, which is not really great, but mm. they've already they set up early as well that he is an ex mental patient. They don't, thankfully, they don't say they don't pick any particular. Um, they don't give him anything. Yeah, diagnoses that kind of could be seen as trashy later on in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just trying to get a living as a clown, which is not the. He's, I mean, talk about making a hard life even harder for yourself. Mm. And he's taking care of his mom, and he's trying not to slip back into whatever it was he had before. There's just a flash of, like, a, a social worker talking to him and saying, like, you know, well, why were you locked up before? And it's just, like, it's a very short interstitial shot of him in a padded cell smashing his head against the glass and going for it. Mm. And the whole film takes that kind of approach to, like, it's, like, it's so visceral in his face. I have visceral as an overused word for describing things, but, like, his, especially we saw it in IMAX, when you see his face that big, and you see, like, the contortions. He seems to be made out of completely out of elbows. Mm. Like, there doesn't seem to be proper structure in his body. He just seems to be constant sinew and weird poking bones. Mm-hmm. And that's his life as well, as this mess of things cobbled together. I think some of those shots are in the trailer as well, where he's, like, he's like sitting weird in weird positions. Yeah. 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 It's such a superlative film. 
Mm. I don't have an, another word for it besides everything that they do in every way is the best version that they have. It's the most extreme version. They have the dirtiest, so, grimiest kitchens. They yeah. have the, the, yeah. the weirdest, funkiest actors. But also just, is it necessary? I think for me, when I came out of this film, I was like, there were so many, was was this necessary? Was this movie, did this story need to be told? Then? So for me, I'm not the biggest Joker fan. I'm not mm. the biggest Batman fan. For me, I was watching this just as mm. is with some knowledge of Batman and, and the Joker in the past. And for that, I think it's a perfect film for that because I think the things that they do touch on, on being someone from the most vulnerable marginalized part of a city as being a victim of cuts in funding, uh, government funding, um, how that can affect someone, someone who doesn't have necessarily a steady job, difficulty holding down a job, mental health, all of that, and how that can influence a character, influence mental health, how mental health can play into things like violence. As a piece on that, it's incredible. Mm. But I also think it's very dangerous. Mm. And I think all the cautions that everyone has about this film, I think is right and is kind of deserved. Yeah. I think I once the movie opens, I will not be surprised if I see a bunch of 4chan threads about this. That's it's, the thing. Because unlike, say, Taxi Driver, where the main character, the, the, the protagonist gets his comeuppance, unlike other superhero movies where these guys get their comeuppance this in this film it's very much a, an idealization of yeah. this character who is problematic and he at, at the best. end yeah but he becomes the hero at the yeah, end and there he, is a hero shot right at the end and, and you sympathize with this character exactly, yeah. I, I don't know if you sympathize but to a certain point there's a line that's there's a much better line that I want to ruin where he's talking about what happens when a society that doesn't care meets somebody who can't operate within it and also doesn't has lost it's, he's lost everything to the point where like he doesn't care anymore as well mm. so it's an uncaring society and an uncaring essentially madman meeting yeah. each other mm-hmm. and the damage that that can do so it doesn't quite glorify it but again people take things the wrong way an awful lot of the time and, and think- it's very easy it would be very easy to take that stance on things so I'm mm-hmm. constantly watching this going like well is this kind of glorifying there's, there's, there's something that happens that's not real if you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. People will know when they see it, and it's kind of set to going one way, and you're like, "Oh wait, mm. he's getting rewarded for yeah. being terrible," and it doesn't actually play out that well. And then his life gets worse from that point onwards. But it's still, you're still thinking like, but it's making an excuse for it. Yeah, I think way, that's yeah. my problem. And, but he yeah. can't yeah. seek help because he can't afford it, and like they shut down the social services sure. department that he does get help from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one around him will help him. The people he considers friends. They betray him at some mm. small betrayals along the way. It works as a Joker comic story, but as a movie you put on the screen in 2019... Yeah, it's problematic. It's problematic and worrying. I'm going to say it doesn't glorify him, mm. but you've done all of this with a character that a lot of people love already. And the second the lights came up, there were people in our press screening doing the Joker laugh and dancing like he does. And mm. Joaquin Phoenix does an incredible performance where he moves like Charlie Chaplin does and there's a... There's a hark back to the reference there in the film. And he's incredible. He does this with his entire like body in the entire film. You can see how much he's put into this. And Rocky Phoenix is like the most precise actor, I mm. think, like working. And it, it's kind of the perfect character for him to play. But I think it's a great film to come out today in this time. Oh. Yeah. But only if it's a very smart audience watching it. Well, we otherwise, otherwise yeah, exactly. it would be a very a different yeah. kind of impression on yeah. the yeah. audience. Yeah. yeah, it's very much a different kind of impression because... 
you're right, Ian. He he is a product of this world in the 70s in a fake town that is mirrored in a real world. But at the end of the day, people who will watch this, there will be an audience who will go, yeah, the my social services was cut. Yeah, yeah. I don't get the respect that I deserve. Yeah, that woman that I'm in love with in my head has turned me away. And yeah. I think that's where the problem is. Mm. You know, because you're right, Julian, this is a great film to come out in 2019 for smart people. Yeah. Except they don't do IQ tests at the cinema. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And please that's the concern. Please yeah. don't do the dumb dumb fight club thing with yes. this film. Because it is great as it is. It's a great um, criticism on fascism and the rich in the country and how it treats its most vulnerable people Watch it in that lens. Mm. Don't be a dum dum, basically, because needed, it is beautiful. What they it's, needed was Ted Cord or Booster Gold, so from, also from the comics, but like you know, a little bit older. I think the Batman maybe to come mm. in and just like give a hope of light that they, you know can't always fix these things because at the end, the end of the movie, it's going to be twenty years until or fifteen twenty years until Batman turns up. So yeah. that's, I mean. From a comics perspective, it makes sense that Gotham would go to the absolute worst in that time, and this is kind of an inciting element that mm. kicks that off. But yeah, that's incredibly hopeless, and like people will identify and say, "Well, my world's just as hopeless. Maybe I should get my yeah. hair on," which is bad. All right, so we've been talking about Joker. Uh, are you guys looking forward to see it? Let us know. You can WhatsApp us at zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. You can tweet us at Skip Intro My, and you can write us at movies at bfm my. And coming up, we will continue our conversation. I think it was heating up, <laughs> and this has been Skip Intro on BFM eighty nine point nine. Bringing fresh meaning. BFM eighty nine point nine. Hello everyone, you're listening to Skip Intro with Ayman, Ian, Bahi and Julian and earlier we've been hearing about their review for the movie Joker and um, in case you missed it, you can catch that on podcast, on our app and website. So earlier on we were talking a lot about the acting side of it and the sort of themes that are in the movie and I'm wondering, as a, the look and feel of it, what, what is it like? It's beautiful. Yeah, I think uh, I think Julian, you said something. It's a superlative movie, right? Not only that, but at the end of the film, I think Julian turned yeah. to me and said, "It's mm-hmm. uh, it's just everything's well done." I was looking out for a bad shot. There yeah. is no bad shot. It's very dramatic. Every mm. single shot is so dramatic. There's obviously been a lot of care to put put into building a 1970s Gotham. Yeah. And we were talking after about why is, is this a comic book movie? Why is this a Warner Brothers? Why is this a DC film? And the only thing I can think of is that they this is the only way they could have had gotten the, a budget big enough to pull off a production of this scale. Because if... You know, if someone went to a studio and said, I want to make Taxi Driver, but for 2019, it's a set completely in 70s, unknown. Yeah. In set in the 70s, I want, I want to give it like a period appropriate mm-hmm. title treatment. I want to have an absolutely amazing score mm. that also like mirrors his mental fractured mind a lot. There's an awful lot of discordant strings and stuff like that. Yeah, they wouldn't. It wouldn't, and my name is Todd Phillips. I've done The Hangover. Please give me money to do this. My name is not (laughs) Quentin Tarantino. Mm, How do I make this happen? And the only thing I can think of is that it has to be a comic book film. So, so the the name recognition of the Joker is what is what you think makes the movie. It's it. It's how they got the movie made. I don't think it makes the movie. Mm -hmm. Like I I mean, if he didn't wear though, if he was an accountant, I mean, Fight Club, what was he? Yeah, data entry. Data entry. Like if it was data entry, and at the end of it, he had a different, like a 
a V for Vendetta mask, mm. then it probably wouldn't impact the powerful storytelling that they that, and filmmaking that they have. It's just that, oh, there's a Wayne in this. Yeah, so I think I think because at the beginning of this review, Julian mentioned that she went into it with very with little background yeah. familiarity with with DC, Batman, Gotham, etc. And I think that's the best way to go into this. I think if you know nothing about Batman, you know, or you know very little about those characters, this movie is a great movie because, and for me, that was the problem. This isn't doesn't need to be a Joker movie. Hmm. Doesn't need to have the DC logo up the front. So I think I think this movie shouldn't have been a Joker movie. I think removing Arkham Hospital, removing Thomas Wayne as a character, removing Joker as a character, this movie would have been fine. This movie would have worked as a standalone taxi driver style film. And me as a reader of the Batman comics and uh, a, a watcher of the movies, I'm going into this and I've got a lot of baggage. Cause every t- so I saw the, fo- the photo and I'm like, oh, that's what's his name. Oh, that's what's his name. Oh, that's his name. And then just like, it, it ruins it because it doesn't have any canon type thing because I'm starting to do the math of like, okay, so if it's 20 years till Batman, then Joker's in his 60s, mm-hmm. but then that doesn't work with the other storyline. Or is this a guy who inspired the Joker? Yeah, I mean, so him, it's I, like... For what Barry yeah. was saying, like, it doesn't need to be a Batman movie. I think it would have been a great... Again, DC marketing is asleep all the time. It would have been great if it just had an Elseworlds story at the beginning. Elseworlds mm. is the comic books where they just basically said, what if Batman was happened. in Victorian England yeah. and looking for Jack okay, the Ripper? Yeah. Or yeah. what if Superman landed in Russia instead of the USA and became like a sky of communism? Yeah. Like it's that kind of thing. And it's movies have been going this the superhero movies have been going this way for a while, while Marvel have been like so ridiculously integrated and getting even more so with their Disney Plus stuff. DC have just been tripping over their shoelaces constantly and just yeah. throwing out these individual things. But I think they should embrace that and say that and be like this is like a Batman story with no Batman. Mm. Like we're not going to cast the Batman. It's going to be a, someone on the street or something like that, you know. Or we're going to tell a story about the Riddler, how the Riddler got his accountancy degree. You know, there's they sh- if they should brand them as such, like mm. have like here's their big awful movies that like people spend money to see but like really don't like and they don't make sense. And then here's these smaller ones, but we're going to put them under an imprint like Fox Searchlight or something yeah. like that, so that people can then expect like okay, I we don't have to talk about this anymore. Because the other weird thing is that this movie as a DC branded, as a comic book adjacent film, is not going to get the younger audience. The younger audience is not going to... It's way too slow and contemplative. It's way too slow and contemplative. This isn't a four-quadrant Marvel Endgame kind of film. Mm. This is very much a borderline film student. Not film student, but if you like, like really, like you said, contemplative character-driven films and and you kind of maybe think you want to know more about the Joker, then this movie's for you. Hmm. But other than that, it's a really hard sell. So I think that DC thing, I don't know, I don't know if it works. I just, I'd have preferred if it wasn't. Yeah, the bits that dragged for me were the bits that included things that were trying to kind of tie it in. It's like, why do you want to tie yourself down in to this that, way? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why limit yourself? Yeah, why limit yourself? And also, comic book fandom comes with its own problems. Yeah. And if these are the people watching the film, there's a specific set audience already tied to this film who are going to watch this because it's the Joker. Mm. And there is that problem there that we talked about earlier. Mm. You know, I just want to ask you guys, um, so Joaquin Phoenix, great actor, well known for his um, you know, yeah, yeah. character-based um, uh, yeah. acting. Does he add a new interpretation to the character and how does he compare to the previous Jokers that we've seen on screen? He's better than Jared Leto. 
<laughs> I think yeah. that's a given. I don't want to no comment on that. Yeah, I think no, but it, it's not a spin on the Joker. It's just an interesting character and an interesting actor doing it. Like there's mm. so many. We watched it in IMAX. There's very few actors' performances survive their entire face being 40 feet tall. Mm. But in this, like I don't know his. He's clean shaven. I think that's why he, he seems to be like beardy a lot of uh, mm. press events when you see him. And just seeing his like weirdly smooth face and stringy hair and every tick and movement and moment in his face seems like um, is it deliberate and is like telling a story. Like he is fantastic. Mm. And I think there's a moment we're sitting in a cop car where it felt a little bit like a nod to a similar shot from the I don't know about a nod I just it <laughs> really just feels like, 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 yeah. just, yeah. like just, we're doing it it's yeah I just felt like there was just a doing that thing I, and I, but I agree with you I think I think Joaquin Phoenix did an amazing job here I think his he's he's one of the few actors who acts with their body I think mm. you know it's not just a facial thing it's not it's, and it's not a bo- it's not an acting body acting like Tom Cruise running you know this is he changes everything right so this isn't walking Phoenix walking down the road it's this character um, and there's a shot you've seen for the trailer which is like the steps these steps yeah. are amazing steps by the way what a great location but just the differences like he's up and down them all the time and at different stages in his this is the shot of him dancing the trailer but there's an awful lot of sh- shots earlier than that like his movement is he does this dancing thing, which is there's no words for it. I don't know if it's in the. You script. know what? It feels very Tom Yorkie. Oh, there right? you go. Nailed right? it. Right? It okay. feels very Tom Yorkie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, sorry. Yeah. yeah, no, but that that kind of stuff is like I don't know if that's in the script or not, or if that's something they decided to put in there. Mm-hmm. there is, I mean, he does emulate uh, Robert De Niro's character a little bit in those moments, but there is like just long moments of him just being weird, mm. like um, Apocalypse Now with uh, Martin Sheen when he's like having his freak out. Yeah, there's a little bit of that in it, but it's like it. It just, it's like, I don't know why this is here, but it's great to look at. So we were talking about Joker starring Joaquin Phoenix and directed by Todd Phillips. It's coming out next week on the 3rd of October. Let us know if you're excited to watch it. You can WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. You can tweet us at skipintromy and you can write us at movies at bfm.my. 